Five, four, three, two, one. Hello, children. Welcome to season two, episode 20, 19, 20, or 21 of the On My Dime, On Your Time podcast. This episode is featuring Chad Pierre, also known as The Tall Tailor, on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, I believe. Anyway, all of his socials are at the end of the episode, so you can follow him there. Super great conversation. He's from Toronto as well. We talked a lot about like how he got interested in fashion, how he got into creating his own clothing, some of the experiences he's had once he got into like making clothing. A lot about books as well near the end. So um, yeah, pretty interesting, super chill conversation. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at on my dime on your time podcast. Make sure to follow Chad for all of his stuff because this guy's going this guy's going places. Uh yeah, that's pretty much it. Enjoy the episode. All right, Chad. So how'd you get interested in fashion? How did I get interested in fashion? Um, I guess I've always kind of been interested in, in fashion on some sort of level. In terms of me uh sewing, I've been sewing since like seventh grade. I'm 23 right now, so that's all it's like the majority of my life I don't know how old I was in seventh grade maybe like 10 or something so for yeah like 10 10 ish so the majority of my life um but in terms of like making uh making stuff for other people um I guess it started in like 2018 uh, I wanted to have like a I was going to a Halloween party um and I didn't have a costume I usually procrastinate these kind of things and I, I wanted to go as like I don't even remember, but I didn't know what I was gonna. I, I don't know what I wanted to go for, so I, I was trying to make a uh, like. I thought to myself, if I could sew, I might as well just make a costume. Um, and I made a costume. I put it on my story, for my personal account, and I got a lot of like feedback, positive feedback from people, saying, you know what, hey, this is pretty cool. Can you make me some stuff? Can you da 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 that kind of stuff like that? I thought, hey, you know what? Why why not make a page? Why not? I, I like sewing anyway. Why not make a page, start making stuff for people? And I kind of just, you know, turned it to like making a channel and posting stuff on my Instagram. And that's kind of how I guess I got into this whole, you know, sewing custom pieces kind of environment. And I met a lot of cool people, um, a lot of, you know, definitely like friends in this thing. I, I, I feel like I discovered a whole new side of Toronto from just making um making like fashion stuff and creative content so definitely definitely a positive experience yeah but that's kind of like how i got got into it awesome say yeah any individuals or any experiences that you've had that stand out uh she's probably um i uh shit okay i guess probably the most uh interesting experience i've i've had is because uh one time i went to my friend francis's uh new year's party this was a while ago I don't remember what year it was. And then I met this guy there, uh, Shells, and then he started doing a lot of um, like arts events. And because I met him at that party, I started going to them and I started meeting new friends and new people and sort of putting myself out there a little bit more. I guess I was initially a little bit more um, not as uh, sure of myself and sure what I wanted to do. But the more I, I guess, put myself out there, the more comfortable I became. So just like those events in general are, our ideas, not ideas, what am I saying? Our, our um, situations and experiences that I usually would, wouldn't like find myself in before, but specifically just thinking back on them, especially now that we're in a pandemic, just seeing all those people and going out and having fun, you know, DJing and stuff like that is very 
sort of like brings like a warm feeling to my heart. So those are probably experiences I'll, I'll probably like always remember. Just yeah, especially like my first like showcase and stuff. So yeah, first showcase. Damn. Damn, that was a long time ago. All right. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So probably uh, probably that. Just just like the entire showcase things. Uh, doing them downtown and stuff meeting a lot of people those that's probably like the experiences i'll remember remember the most yeah definitely man i know i did a bit of a deep dive on like your tall taylor um instagram and on your main you don't post a lot of fit pics which i noticed and like so how has your style sort of progressed uh i i kind of um got more comfortable in like uniformity i i like even every single i think that's because of the pandemic usually i've kind of like stopped dressing as nice or not dressing as nice but stopped putting as much effort into what i wear i kind of just wear like a black tee and jeans pretty much like like every single day um with you know it's a little bit of exceptions but i think my styles progressed to a point that was a little bit more i, I think i'm a little bit more comfortable with my body and what i wear um, I went to Catholic school, so we wore uniforms for, I guess, like four years of my life. So I just kind of had no style or no sense of style during that period of time. Um, and kind of like leaving high school, um, I guess I had a little bit like insecurities with my body, how I looked. I was really like, you know, lanky and skinny and stuff. And I started like working out. I went to university and getting a little bit more comfortable with how I look and my physique and uh, just using that whole entire experience it gave me a lot more self-confidence to try wearing new things so I guess kind of for the progression it's been like all over the place I went from like wearing a uniform to not really having any style to being a little bit more um experimental I guess I used to wear like a whole bunch of like different hats so I used to like try wearing different hats I used to be really into like sort of quasi formal wear like button downs and wearing suspenders and stuff just to try different things out to see how I really like them and how I like really fit um and then now I wear more like as I said like more uniform clothes but it's a little bit more baggy a bit more casual um yeah just like you know a little bit more casual a little bit more baggy a little bit more comfortable to me um in terms of like style inspirations um kind of inspired most of mostly by like I, I guess just I sounds kind of corny but I guess just like life I guess that's probably where you'd find like your truest form of inspiration of course there are like you know other people who specifically inspire me to make stuff um on a, like more like a specific level but like um in terms of style I usually just kind of do my daily life stuff and kind of wear whatever is most convenient in that situation and then I just sort of alter that sort of outfit to be a little bit more, more stylish and more unique. So like, let's say if I, I, I'm going to work, I want something that's kind of more comfortable to wear, but you know, I might spice up with like, you know, wearing like a different type of shoes or putting on some accessories, some jewelry, you know, different hat or like bag or something like that, just to sort of branch off a little bit from that main sort of topic. I, I don't know if that made any sense, but uh yeah yeah I'd, I'd say that yeah so a lot of different different sections of chad as a uh stylish person i don't know <laughs> awesome. 
What made you decide to make custom clothes? Because like you mentioned earlier that you did, you have, you've been doing it for longer than you haven't been doing it. And then you started yeah. making costumes and stuff. So like, what made you decide to like, to continue doing it and not just like make the one costume and be like, all right, cool, I'm done. Um, uh, gee, yeah, we talked about it before because I said like, start off with like a Halloween costume and I wanted to make something a little bit more unique for myself. Um, what started, what, what, ah, uh, geez, what's, really got me down the road of making uh custom pieces are um uh i guess just probably the feedback from other people you can probably relate to with like if you're doing other creative things like or just anything in general like you probably have times when you were doing something and then other people like liked what you're doing right and um you just got a little bit more confidence to do it um because i've been like as i, as I told you before like making clothes not making clothes but like sewing in general since like seventh grade um and i guess like the catalyst for that as i said was like that one halloween where i'm making costumes and i got a lot of feedback from people on uh, my story on instagram and then slowly but like overall like sort of incrementally i got um requests for people to make different specific things whether it was like a dress or a jacket or a pair of pants and some people overseas i've been shipping stuff off to as well um so like step by step incrementally i've been getting a lot more positive feedback where i'm negative feedback too but um positive feedback where now i kind of it's just kind of like what i do like as a as a hobby on the side i used to do like different things as like creative outlet i used to dance before i used to uh, i was very good but <laughs> Uh, I used to like, um, I don't know, play chess a little bit before I was kind of really into reading. I still read, but before I was more, more like avidly reading books. Um, but now it's just like sewing is my creative outlet because I don't know, I feel like you kind of need that in life, especially nowadays. It's really stressful. I mean, just to have something to do that's not, you know, consuming media or like watching shows or like going to work. Um, like something else that's on the side just kind of like makes life a little bit more flavorful in my opinion um because like if i wasn't like sewing or anything like that i'd just be probably like you know at home well I, i'd probably be doing something else but like you know like at home like watching tv or like you know doing something else other than sewing and i feel like there's a lot of potential i feel like i have a lot of potential with doing what i do in toronto um, you know, in terms of like making custom pieces and just a, a lot of I've been getting a lot of like requests for making samples for people in Toronto and like um, in different parts of the world. So I feel like this has a lot of it's like little like like child that I'm raising <laughs> has a lot of uh, like potential in terms of compared to like any other like hobby that I usually had, like I can't really do too much with like reading um, or like. I'm not very good at dancing so i feel like sewing is something that's like me and i feel a lot more comfortable in it and i can like go a lot further with it you know so yeah like it's it's, it's nice I, I, I like it so yeah I, I like it awesome uh where do you hope to take your youtube channel um where do i hope to take my cheese you know i have um very small goals in terms of like my youtube channel just in terms like like a, a numbers and engagement sort of position but i'd like to get to a place where i can be more consistent with posting stuff 
and um, just have a little bit more interaction with people who, who follow and subscribe. For me, I, I'm not very too, um, I guess I don't really have too many goal, like too many like hard goals on it. The goal, I, I obviously want to grow it, but like last year, my goal was only like a, a content goal, like to just post minimum one video a month. So 12 videos a year, just keep it you know, be at least at that consistent level. And now I've kind of like up that to like 1.5 times that number. So I want to get like, I don't know, like 16, 18 videos. I don't think that's 1.5, but a little bit, a little bit higher than, than 12. And just slowly incrementally, like increase that level. I guess I'd like to get to a point where I'd make like, I'd be known as like that, like guy who makes really unique and really beautiful custom pieces. Like, it'd be kind of cool, like, if I'd make stuff for, like, um, I don't know, like, celebrities or, like, very, like, influential figures, and I'd be, like, their personal designer or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. But in terms of just specifically the channel, I just want to get to a place where um, the content that I make sort of is really engaging for people, and they can learn a lot um, from, from the stuff that I make. Pro probably, like, similar to you with, like, your podcast. Probably what you probably have, like, like sort of nebulous kind of goals you don't really know how far you can take you can take it but like I guess like once you see like good feedback from it you're it motivates you to like do a little bit more like like for you like what kind of goals do you have for your podcast I have this joke where it's like this is the most selfish podcast on the internet because this is just <laughs> this is just yeah, yeah. And steal shit from steal like ideas from people and become a better person as a result so like I'll see how far I can take that. It's like mainly for like my own like self-development. I kind of hate that phrase, but yeah, there you go. And then if more- yeah, It sounds a little bit get... narcissistic, self-development, yeah. but yeah. yeah. I know what you mean, but- Yeah. And if I get some viewers along the way and it like blows up or however much, then I'll, I'm all for it. Yeah. No, I have a similar, like that's kind of like similarly how I feel like, like making uh, clothes and sewing in general is more for me than it is for like other people. I obviously want other people to, to get, you know, to get something from it. If they do, that's great. But if like, let's say, you know, God forbid, like nobody was watching the stuff I made or nobody was interacting with the stuff I did, I'd still do it. Like I'd still be putting stuff out there even if nobody was interacting with that at all. And I think that's like good because it shows that I have a little bit of like a dedication to what I do and it's more, um a good like a good outlet you know what I mean like a good outlet I think podcast is a good outlet too because you can like a lot of people like them and it's good to like sort of hear what other people have to say but, yeah yeah especially during the pandemic like I don't know yeah no there was a, a moment like we're like of two weeks where I didn't record any podcasts and I could just see like my social skills just slowly withering away oh dude yo for real man like i i feel like i i, I don't I didn't mean to interrupt you but like I, I feel like um like in terms of like my social like social skills like talking to people and holding conversations has gotten uh like worse before i used to be like i I'm not, i wasn't like a social butterfly or anything like that you know i'm not trying to my horn but i think it was like all right i was decent not talking to people but now like i feel like 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 awkwardness like just kind of just everything is a little bit awkward, you know, when talking to new people. Um, so that's kind of strange. I think the pandemic definitely hampered me, handicapped me in that kind of way. So as you're saying, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I was looking back at like some of the older episodes I made. I was like a I was a stuttering like disaster in like September October. I yeah. didn't talk to people, and now I'm like I'm a bit better, but I could see. Like, you're good. You're good. Thank you, man. But I could yeah. see it slowly going back. Like I'd say like um and uh like way too much. Like and I'd start noticing and get in my own head about it. Right. Like, I don't know. Just doing these more often is just it's just better. I don't know. I think for me at least. Yeah, that's definitely probably the uh the whole pandemic side not seeing people like even like small interactions that I have with people kind of like disappeared like stuff at the like, grocery store stuff at the you know it's walking down the street whatever say like you know you have a small conversation with somebody those are all like disappeared so I feel like I'm just kind of feel weird about talking to people in general definitely oh, i don't know like even like you were saying like at the grocery store like random conversation with random people but like i feel like even if you just if you just talk to like your friends you learn yeah. to adapt to like, the way that they speak and you sort of like it, like it makes it more difficult to adapt to like other people but doing this podcast diff- like speaking to different people from different backgrounds like different like way- ways of speaking and stuff it keeps me like kind of sharp in a weird way yeah know. okay i can see that Mm-hmm. It, it's like a like one of those skills that you have to keep honing so you can get a little bit better because before you said like you like when you first started you'd be like stuttering saying ums and ah even like right now you're you're, you're good man you're, yeah, no, like I, I don't know i, th- I think it's, clear, it's, yeah. it's getting better yeah i don't know yeah a little bit of a progression but that's that's good that's that's like i feel like when the single whole covid situations oh, oh shit, can, yeah covid situations over i think it'll be a lot more i guess more comfortable with just interacting with people a little bit more now so yeah how long do you think it's you think it's gonna take maybe like 2022 yeah mid-year september maybe like last quarter 2022 got like a whole nother year left that's i feel like that's a good conservative estimate yeah i don't really feel like the vaccines are going to have that much of a an effect you know but it is what it is yeah I i was talking to my parents and we were just like i think by say august eight like whoever wants the vaccines is gonna have their vaccine and yeah then, i don't know I, I hope that's like at least 80 percent of the population man who are like really really wanting the vaccine and like mm-hmm. i hope so i hope it's like that high of a number but i'm not i'm not even sure anymore like just what i'm seeing on social media like people are like yo let me know if you had any symptoms man because i don't even know and it's just like i, I don't know I, i'm not a doctor i'm not like i don't know how to run a country either so i'm just I'm yeah just, that's that's man, that's a hard that's a difficult position i feel like on on social media you got to take some of that stuff with a grain of salt because it's it's a very like a small portion of the population who's like very active on social media so i feel like sometimes they can kind of like skew the perspective of what people think because a lot of times like if you like go outside i mean well you can't go outside and talk to people but like if you uh, um like were interacting with people like not on a purely on social media it's totally like a different world than like the stuff that people are afraid of like online versus what they're afraid of in real life is kind of like night and day a little bit so I feel like I think we're probably going to get a higher percentage of people that um there's obviously going to be like a small like you know percentage who you know are fearful and that's you know a little bit unfortunate but I feel like the majority of people are still going to be you know okay with it so I think I think I think we'll be fine yeah I hope so I could be totally wrong. I could be just, could be just bullshitting. Who knows? Yeah, I could, I could get worse tomorrow. Who knows? Especially in Canada with all these lockdowns. But yeah, yeah. anything's possible at this point. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I want to like, I want to like visit some friends in the states. 
So like, I'm hoping by like December, for like December break, flights will be available. I'm not even sure anymore though. I want to go to New York, man. I want to. I, I had a trip planned for before the before the pandemic, and it got kind of you know sidelined, obviously because of travel restrictions. But I just kind of wanted to walk around, see different like people and what they're wearing in terms of like fashion and stuff. I want to go to the fabric stores. That's what I really wanted to go to. I want to go to the different fabric stores. I I saw like whether it was on social media or like TikTok or whatever. I saw like different people buying fabrics from like New York fashion shops. I feel like I could get a lot of really good, really cool material from down there to make some really unique pieces. Um, yeah, just that's like, that's kind of what I really like, really wanted to go and do. And it kind of sucks that I can't do that now. Um, I'm working on a project right now, some body suits for, uh, for this girl. And um, she was a really talented designer and um, she like she had some stuff shipped up, shipped up. But I don't want to do that because I kind of just want to, you know, be there myself and like experience it, you know, smell the dust in the air of the musty fabric shops. I just kind of want to, want to do that. It's not, it's not the same if I buy it online, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you have to feel the quality and stuff as well. Yeah. 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 You got to feel the quality. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yo, backtracking a little bit. Um, oh, how excuse, living, sorry. Yeah, you're good. Uh, how is living in Toronto shaped your style, if at all? Um, I mean, I, I, I can't really think of an, um, like, I can't really think of like an explicit way where it's affecting my style. It, it more than likely has just by living here and in, interacting with people. Um, it's probably shaped my style, but I can't think of a specific way. If I were to guess, I'd probably say, since we're so multicultural as an environment, we see a lot of different um, styles sort of come together and kind of like compete for dominance, I guess, in some sort of like style Darwinian level. I don't know if that makes any sense. But, um, and you see a lot of different trends sort of um, cycle back and forth. Uh, I've been always kind of, I don't know, I feel like I dress kind of conservatively. Um, always like, you know, tuck my tees in my pants. Even before that was kind of cool. Um, you know, like wearing like boots and stuff and, and just kind of, as I said before, I kind of dress more for function and kind of like kind of branch off into like a stylish pattern from there. Um, so in terms of like shaping my style, it's more of like, I kind of take from what I see other people are doing and try and adapt that into a way or if it can, it can fit my lifestyle as well. Like I, I really liked um, uh, what's it called? Like like baggy pants that people were wearing. But I don't really rock a lot of like sweats too much, so I kind of like wore baggy jeans instead. Or thrifting's pretty been been pretty popular in in Toronto. I guess like overall for young people in general, which is something that I do a lot, just to either get like materials or sometimes I just like to go there and like check out different styles of clothing. And just kind of see also thrift stores have really good books they're really yeah. good books and they all have that really like old musty book smell which is pretty good but anyway um yeah so sometimes i just like to go there check out different like stitch patterns on garments see different fabrics if i see something that's cool i might just cop it pick it up turn it into something else um so i guess all that together has made me more i guess i like kind of in a way empathetic for like different styles that, that people have, I kind of like understand why people dress a certain way, which I guess makes it a little bit easier for me to understand like 
and adapt to different style trends, I guess. So that's probably probably way that's it, it shaped me. I don't know if that made any sense. Like I was kind of all over the place with that one, but no, you're good, man. That made a lot of sense actually. Yeah. Um, this is kind of just a question for me, but mm -hmm. if someone hypothetically wanted to get into making clothing, besides your channel, what are some resources that you would suggest? Oh, geez. Uh, wanted to get into clothing, wanted to get into making clothing. I'd probably say, um, I think sewing is one of those skills that is good to know like a little bit because every, like everybody's going to have like a pants, like a rip in their clothing. Everyone's going to pop a button. Everybody's going to have something that maybe um, is a little bit too long for them. So I think probably starting from a place of practicality and then moving into a little bit more deep into into like making fashion there's like a, a fashion youtube that i follow for making uh she like she's really good at like like she went to i think fit or something in new york uh she's called natalia de dios or de dios she's i'm not sure how to pronounce her last name i'll, I'll probably i'll probably send you a page on her ig like after this podcast she's really good for like technically like how to make stuff but I guess if you really want to learn like how um, and start sewing, um, besides for like that practical element of it, I'd probably say start from a place like of something that you like really want to learn how to make. Like, let's say for the example, like you wanted to learn how to make um, a pair of pants or something, right? I'd probably like search up, you know, how to make, <laughs> how to make pants from scratch or something and then get a pair of pants and then deconstruct it, take off all the stitching from all the all the threads from all the pants, and then see how it was made and try and like imitate that. And of course, you're gonna have mistakes and you're gonna like mess up and you're gonna like be a little bit frustrated. But like I feel like the more you do it, the better you're gonna become. Like fat like sewing is one of those things that you have to like do. It's it's one thing to like it, it's not like a like in school where you can like read a sewing book and you'll like get it instantly. It's something that you have to like do and like practice to become good at. Um, there's a lot of like fine minuscule things that like you you learn while you're sewing um, that'll, that'll help you out. Um, so it's again, like something that you just have to like do more and more. It's like, it's like painting, you know, you can like read all the books or all the novels and stuff about learning how to paint. But like, if you don't, actually start painting yourself you're not really going to know how to paint so i guess the best piece of advice i'd probably say if somebody wants to learn how to start is just you know start sewing you know get a sewing machine secondhand you don't need to get don't don't really worry about what brand a sewing machine or you know that stuff don't don't worry about the details get get a sewing machine you know from the thrift store or like buy one online secondhand don't spend too much money on it um learn how it works and it starts sewing stuff together, you know, start like working on different threads, maybe look up online, like easy project, maybe start making like, I don't know, like a pillowcase or something really easy, three stitches around, maybe four, depending on how complex you want to make the, the, the pillowcase. Um, and then start making like a pillowcase move up to like making a tote bag and then make like a, you know, a scarf or make like a pants or like a make, make a little skirt or something maybe, maybe you won't make a skirt i don't know if you rock skirts but who knows um <laughs> hey <laughs> you never know um but uh yeah just like start making stuff that you'd like to do and the more you do it the better at it you'll become and the more comfortable you'll be with sewing so 
Yeah, it's kind of like it's it's kind of difficult to say. So I, I'd probably say like if I already have like a step by step process and how to learn how to sew, um, start with easy things, move up to complicated things, and definitely um, if you want to make a specific garment or a specific thing in mind, um, you go online and just search up how to do it. There's like probably a ton of like YouTubers who show you how to make stuff. I want to I want to start doing that a little bit more on my channel. I think my videos are more of like oh watch me sew this instead of hey this is how to sew and i kind of want to transition more into like doing like a step-by-step -step sort of process but um yeah just gonna have to just gonna have to get out there and do it yeah have to get there and do it yeah. don't start anything too complex too soon though or else you're gonna get overwhelmed and you're gonna be frustrated so don't don't do that but <laughs> yeah how do you say that because i want to make a hoodie <laughs> A, a hoodie is actually a hoodie is actually a good like a good thing to start off with actually really? okay it's it's like um i feel like an intermediate thing to make because it's kind of like a two squares with little two trapezoids for the shoulders yeah to, for the uh sleeves a strip at the bottom which is a big rectangle uh another trapezoid for the pocket and like two circle shapes for the for the hood so i it's it's very i think an intermediate product that's that's doable that you can do you do need a different type of machine for the interior if you want to make it like super clean looking but you can do everything with a standard sewing machine if you really wanted to but yeah, making a hoodie is probably a good project and also you're gonna wear it you're gonna wear your hoodie you know like probably all the time you can get some really nice fabric for it you can get like you know really unique styles a hoodie is like one of those things you can make them as simple as you want or you can make them as complex or as there's like a really high ceiling for a hoodie same same for like a tote bag a tote bag you can make them like two pieces of fabric stitch it together strap on it done or you can make cargo pocket tote bag with satin lining adjustable straps crossbody zipper 3d transforming tope you know you can make like same thing with a hoodie you can really simple or really complex i think that's a good project to start off too i, I totally forgot about a hoodie yes hoodie is a good one too i have like a reference piece that yeah, i see. happen to have right here yeah. um yeah it's like it's just the reason i think it's going to be a bit complicated is because there's like I don't know if this is called like an overlock or like an interlock stitch but there's that just going down the arm there's no real function to it but it's yeah, just, it's just an aesthetic like, thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So I have like a reference piece. Basically, like it fits me almost perfectly, but the hood okay. is too small and the sleeves are too short. But the body okay. is fine. So like I kind of I just like kind of I took I, what I think to be all like pretty much every single measurement and I just added like a bit to like everywhere. So yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna give that a try once fabric stores open up and then I'll pick up some yeah let me and... let me know how that goes that's, that's actually a good thing to do get get all the measurements add a little bit for seam allowance on the side you need to add like a like either like a from a quarter to a half inch extra mm -hmm. for seam allowance the part that you actually sew um but yeah that, that's good man that's 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 yeah yeah yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. nice uh what else do i have uh what are some upcoming projects we can expect to see uh upcoming projects 
as I said, I'm making some bodysuits uh, for um, one of, uh, like a designer's a collection. So I'll probably post them about those. I'm making a lot of jackets. I have a lot of um, uh, in, like I, I really like making jackets because I want to transition more into like making stuff and selling it. Um, so I feel like jackets and pants are kind of like a good thing. Not, not so much pants, but like jackets because they're kind of easy to fit people. Um, usually people like getting oversized jackets anyway. Um, so that's a big project for me as well. Um, I'm making another piece with my friends, Chris, sort of like a, um, like a, like a faux fur sort of puffy jacket kind of thing. Um, always making, I'm always making different types of bags. So I'm always doing that. Um, I had this really beautiful satin dress that I made for one of the uh, Toronto artists, uh, like a, a artist here in Toronto. Um, so I'm probably going to do that. Uh, just, just like a lot of like different so-so kind of things, not so-so, but like different, like, uh, they're like not very related like projects. Um, so I'm always open to making new stuff as well too. Um, I like making stuff for like, um, what's it called? Like photo shoots or like fashion stuff, like editorials and stuff. Cause I feel like you can get, number one, you get good pictures, uh, when you uh, make stuff for that. And also they, they have like a lot more, um, like, of a unique they'll, they'll always ask for like a, a really like unique or complex piece to make so it'll be like very very different which i i, I like and i appreciate um so those are all the stuff i have coming up and i'm always you know open to making new projects and doing new things as well too so i'm always always have like an open door open mind concept um obviously it got to be really good with time management so that's a uh, that's all different things but yeah awesome uh, last couple of questions here. Uh, do you have any book recommendations for me? Book recommendations. Uh, geez, for fashion books, I, I really recommend reading fashion magazines. In terms of fashion books, I don't really read. Any genre, any genre. Oh, any genre. Anything, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Hold on. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'll show you some of my favorite ones. Sure. Right, one second. All right. Okay, I'm back. First and foremost, my friend Jillian's poetry book. It's called 19. It's on Amazon. So, so get, get, get yourself a copy, 19 by Jillian. Jillian Manikis, get that copy. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but uh, other books, I, I, I like reading like uh, young adult fiction books. So I have like, like Percy Jackson and Gone and stuff like that back there. But I feel like everybody kind of knows about that. But uh, for like nonfiction books, which I like, re like, like to read was... Um, this one is uh, uh, Brief, A Basic History of Art by H.W. Johnson and Anthony F. Jansen. This one, I really like this book. I actually picked it up from the thrift store. Nice. So it, it just goes over a lot of different artistic styles when it comes to like painting or um, sort of like sculptures and like different sort of like, ha ha they touch a little bit on fashion as well too in this book. I like it because it, it gives you a really nice sort of, it gives you a little bit of perspective in terms of like different styles and where they come from. Uh, especially nowadays, a lot of people like to claim that certain things belong to certain groups of people, which, you know, that's your opinion, whatever, if you have that opinion. But like reading me like this book, I kind of learned that there's a lot of different cultural overlaps. So it's kind of like everything belongs to everyone, kind of. So that gives, gives me a little bit more perspective and also I like the way it's written 
it's written kind of like it's written like a textbook but it has a little bit of flavor in it also i think this actually might be a textbook it says fourth edition so it's probably a textbook mm -hmm. but <laughs> it has a little bit of a uh, little bit of flavor in the writing um and i really like that it's also got a lot of cool pictures so awesome. cool pictures on it too so that's one also this one's called near a thousand tables um it's a history of i'll have a lot of history books here <laughs> it's uh it's a history of food it's by uh philippe fernandez and he also wrote a book that i like too called civilizations which i have back there also another history book uh, <laughs> um but as you probably guessed by the title near a thousand tables um it's he write the way he writes his books or they're more like novels which i kind of like them but they're history books um and uh, yeah, yeah, as you probably guessed, it's just about like a history of like how people cook food and eat food. Uh, same with this book. It gives me a little bit more perspective in terms of like just how um, sort of connected like everybody is and how a lot of the stuff that we do like in the modern day today, um, like has like a lot of different origins. So it's kind of cool. You know, I like it. If you're into history books, I definitely recommend these two, these two books. So I like, I like going to the thrift store periodically, finding books that sort of interest me, picking them up and reading them because, yeah, you know, it's kind of cool. I wouldn't be the type of person to donate books because I feel like once I have a book, it's like with me for the rest of my life until I die. But um, shout out to the people who do donate books because I get cool books to read. So, yeah. And other than this kind of stuff, I usually read like a lot of, as I said, like nonfiction, I mean, uh, fiction books, like young adult fiction, because I just kind of like, like YA fiction books kind of like speak to me a little bit more. I'm a young adult, so maybe that's why. Yeah. Um, How about yourself? Do you have any sort of book recommendations that you like or stuff that you like to read? Right now I'm reading The Brothers Karamazov by Dostoevsky and I cannot put it down. Oh yeah, I haven't heard. I have, I've heard Dostoevsky, Dostoevsky, but I haven't heard the the Brothers Crumbs off. No, it's really good. It's really really good. I'm like 350 pages in. It's so good. Um, I'd re yeah, that one I'd recommend. It, it it's a heavy book though, but yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not uh, intimidated. <laughs> good. Um, classic Atomic Habits. Okay, I've heard of that one. Yeah. yeah, very much recommend this to pretty much everybody. Uh, there's another like book on body language that I thought was interesting called like what everybody is saying. Okay, that sounds yeah, pretty cool. Like an ex FBI guy, for, he did like a bunch of interrogation and stuff, so he knows like about body language, and it's it, it's just interesting to know. You think you pick up on little things in like the subway and stuff, and like interaction with people to see if like see what yeah. is a bit it's interesting stuff that's kind of cool i like people watching generally too that sounds kind of weird but like i like uh like sitting down sometimes just kind of like looking at people walk by yeah like wondering like oh well, i wonder what so-and-so is doing i wonder what they're that guy looks like he's in a rush what's he doing yeah. person has a nice outfit on today that person looks kind of upset i wonder what like their whole life and backstory like it's kind of cool just yeah like an imagination I've, exercise yeah no it's so sick like I was sitting at like a bench one day, then like I saw this couple like walking towards me from like I don't know how many like from like thirty yards away, and I'm like I'm just looking I'm look I'm being a creep looking at them, and I'm just like they're breaking up, aren't they? And then they walk by, I hear them, they're about to break up. 
like it, it's like just like by the way like they were walking and like she was like far away from him and he was like gesturing to her she was like closed off and you could just i'm like something's going on there then i just guessed that they were breaking up and they were actually breaking up oh uh, that's kind of cool man i like stuff like that it's just it's kind of fun it's fun but uh, it's a little creepy too so <laughs> yeah no for sure for sure for sure I, as long as you i feel like as long as you don't stare i feel like that's kind of yeah no, i had my headphones away. and i was just looking around like i'm looking like side eye and stuff so it's like it's not yeah, creepy. you gotta you gotta make it smooth for sure yeah and those are like one of the things that i i usually sit down and like look at like people walk by on occasion um usually when i have like either like waiting for the bus or something or um sometimes i just like to walk in the park you know um and like those times like when i'm just like walking in the park you know i just kind of like sometimes i don't have even have earphones in i just kind of like listen to like the wind or like the birds or whatever and just see people walking by it's kind of nice oh yeah it's like little little bites of humanity you know Definitely. I like those moments. Yeah. Um, if someone wants to commission you to make a piece, what's that sort of process like? Because I'm, I feel like you, I'm sure you get like a bunch of like stupid requests and stuff that like that's not the right mm -hmm. information they provide and stuff, and just this iron uh, process. First, usually, if somebody wants something that they, if somebody wants a commission for me. I usually sort of try to explain, I usually try to get them on a video chat if they want so we can talk about it. Um, but if it's sort of like a texting uh, sort of experience, <clears throat> I first try to establish what exactly like they specifically want. Because sometimes people have a general idea of what they want, but they don't know how to uh, vocalize it. They don't know how to express what they want specifically. So I ask, I usually tell them, hey, if you have sort of, not like a, not, not a mood board, but like a sort of, example piece of something that you want that'll be sort of good to so we can both be on the same page um and then i sort of like uh talk about cost like price i usually bring that up like in the beginning just so they know where like we can work something that's in both like both their budgets i feel like i'm pretty in terms of pricing i'm pretty like i think i'm pretty like reasonable for like custom pieces. I, I don't usually try to overcharge people, especially now because we're in a pandemic. And I just, I like, I make clothing not for like financial reasons. I, I do charge people obviously, but it's more because I like making stuff. So I don't really see a need to charge people exorbitant amounts of money. And if I wasn't making stuff, I would probably just be sewing anyway. So I figured like I'm, you know, I mean, there's no need to overcharge people. And then after that, we kind of go over things like stuff they want, like different fabric types or different, um, like little, little tiny things that they want about the garment um, in question. And after that, I usually give them a timeline. I always, for everything I do, minimum two weeks, minimum, because sometimes, most of the times when I sew stuff, it usually takes me like legitimately like two days to sew something max three days if it's like something really big i give them a two two week window because um anything can happen you know what i mean anything can happen uh some like me personally i like in like life I, something might pop up for me um something might pop up for them so i like to have like a good like buffer zone of time i know from three days to two weeks is a lot of buffer zone but just in case um and also um just because it just kind of looks better on me like, like, let's say if I, I say, oh, this is going to take two weeks and I finish it in like five days. They're going to be like, whoa, this guy was super quick. I just, you know, psychological thing, I guess. Um, and also shipping times, depending on where you're from. Um, usually when I have to ship stuff to Florida or like 
Arizona or New York or something, it takes like four or so business days. So I usually tack that onto the two weeks. So if it's like four business days, I'm going to say like, it's going to take me three weeks or like a month or something. It's never usually a month, but it's usually like three weeks or something like that. So yeah, and after that, um, I usually take like ask for a deposit, just going to cover the cost of the fabric and a little bit. Um, and after that, they, sh I show them pictures of the process. I usually show them like, like step by, not step by step because that's a lot of pictures, but I show, show them like, Hey, I have a fabric or showing them different types of fabric and then, Hey, I cut it and then 90% done and then hundred percent done. So, and after that, ask for the rest of the deposit and then ship it out, give them the shipping number and all that kind of shipping stuff. And then, yeah. That's sort of like a general process of how, how it goes. But I think the, the first couple, um, the first step of like understanding what exactly they want is usually like the biggest sort of the biggest hurdle. Sometimes people don't, as I said, don't know what they want specifically. Like, oh, hey, can you make me a jacket? All right, what kind of jacket do you want? Oh, and I also get measurements for people. I, I if, if we're like, that's why we do like a video chat sometimes so I can measure it on myself. And then they can replicate that measurement and then so we can sort of like be on the same page. But yeah. Awesome. Uh I kind of just thought of this, but like how much roughly would a hoodie cost from you? Because I'd rather support like a small business than like buy a hoodie from like Rupert or that I don't even know like how they do their stuff. And then um yeah. For a hoodie. Oh geez. Uh maybe like 70 bucks. That's I think. it? Probably 70, 70, 80 bucks, depending on like, yeah, depending on the fabric costs. Yeah, like 70, 80 bucks. As I said, like, I'm not, I don't really charge too much for, for custom stuff. Fabrics for a hoodie is going to be like $30, $25, So that's like almost double, like, you know what I mean? So in, in my, in my mind, I wouldn't like charge like a really crazy amount of money for like a hoodie. Well, I can, yeah, like 70, 70, 80 bucks. Yeah. Plus shipping, obviously. Yeah. I have to yeah, ship like, it out. That sounds but, very low. And even like the two week window, that sounds very quick. Yeah. But as I said, you know, maybe I I, I don't know. I, I like I'm very comfortable where with the prices that I charge. I I think about them in terms of like how long it's gonna take me to make it, how much like time I go into making something. So that's usually the cost that I usually do. Um, and depending on what else, like if you want like something like something like a crazy, ridiculous, like transforming hoodie, obviously can be a little bit more, but it's like a basic hoodie with like stitches on it. And it's yeah, like 78 bucks. Yeah. I feel like that's, I feel like that's okay. That's like the price I pay for like a hoodie. Okay. So I kind of like try to factor in like what would somebody else want to pay for? So that's, that's kind of like stuff I do. Sure. Yeah. Let's, let's work something out with that. Cause like, I'd rather, I'd rather support you than like, I don't know, like I'm kind of, I'm pretty busy at the moment. Like not, not like to my own horn or anything, but like, I'd rather like just pay someone else. Like I'd rather like pay you to like do something like, no, like another fast fashion brand to like make it for me or whatever the hell. I get that. I get that. Yeah. We can, we can definitely work something out after this. You could just show me some pictures and let me know, like, and send me measurements on what you like want. And I can definitely say if you get the fabric. So Amazing. I get fabric on weekends now. So, cause I can't get it on the weekday cause of work. So. I have to get it on weekends, so I have to factor that into the timeline as well, too. But yeah, amazing, man. Uh, last question here: Where can the people find you? Plug, plug everything that you have, man. Oh, where can uh, you can find me on all social medias? 
Instagram, Twitter, which I never use, TikTok, which is my most popular social media right now, YouTube, and that's it on at the tall Taylor. So that's V T H E T A L L T A I L O R. The tall Taylor. I make customs and alterations and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So if you listen to this, follow me. Maybe I'll follow you back. Haha. Uh-huh, who knows? Maybe. <laughs> awesome, man. I appreciate you taking the time, man. No problem. Thank you for uh, thanks for uh, interviewing me. Let me. I want to when the podcast comes out so I can listen to it. So I can tell my friends to, to listen to me talk about fashion for for an hour. So yeah, absolutely.